Greetings, Team Ajulam. Karibuni sana tena. We are now on our fifth and final episode of the series that we started on hearing and obeying God's voice. Glory be to God that we have reached this far. I, pr- I really hope this has been a huge blessing for you. Again, as much as it has been for me. And, you know, the thing is, is that the reason why we began this series, the reason why we began this series, if you remember, was because in the previous series that we did on work, on the final episode when we talked about rest, we talked about physical rest and then we talked about spiritual rest. And the thing that we learned is that in Hebrews 4, 9 to 10, where it says in regards to spiritual rest, that there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Amen. And the thing is that we learned is this, is that this rest that is spoken of, and what we learned at that time, that this spiritual rest that is spoken of, where basically we rest from our works, right? Is a rest where we are basically led by the Holy Spirit. This is what spiritual rest is really about. It's about us resting from our own plans, our own things, and instead being led by the Holy Spirit. And that way we're able to rest from our own works, right? What we learned was that when we put our faith in Christ, the means through which we are able to live the life that God desires for us isn't by our own works. That the way in which we're able to live the life that Jesus Christ died for and redeemed us for it is by us submitting ourselves to the leadership of the holy spirit this was the joy of christ this was the thing that he was so happy he's like man you should be so glad that i'm leaving because i because if i don't leave then you will not have a helper the helper in acts 1 when we when we did the Acts series we learned that the helper the holy spirit comes to give us power to do the will of God. That the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do the will of God. He is the one who gives us the power to be able to exercise what it is that God would desire for us, for us to be able to do things His way, for us to be able to live within the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. And this was his joy that Christ would give us his Holy Spirit so that we are able to live the life that God desires for us. Right? And this is why we started a series on hearing and obeying God's voice. It's really, in essence, a series on hearing and obeying the Holy Spirit. And my hope when starting this series, when preparing this series, was that this series wouldn't just be theoretical, but also experiential in that you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. That this is what the effect of this series would be, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. My brothers and sisters, this is the path to life. Romans 8, 6 says that the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Listen to that. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed, governed, led, instructed by the Spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. 
In Hebrews 3, we are warned to not be like the Israelites. I always talk about the Israelites because they are a perfect representation of everything that God is telling us not to be like. <laughs> right? Like, like the Israelites who are not able to enter into God's rest because of their unbelief. It says in uh, verse 8 to 11, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for 40 years they saw what I did. This is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger they shall never enter my rest. And what is it about these guys that we ourselves, that the writer of Hebrews is warning us about to not be like them, right? Last week, we talked about how the Israelites saw all that God did, right? When he talks here that they, for 40 years, they saw what I did, that they saw all that God did and still would refuse. They would always refuse to have faith in God. As the scripture says, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. For those of you that watch the kingdom series, you remember that we defined the kingdom of God as God's way of doing things. The benefit of doing things God's way is life. Doing things God's way is about being led by the Holy Spirit. It is about being led by the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God is... Life, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is about being led by the Holy Spirit. Zoe, God's way brings progress. God's way brings vitality. God's way brings fruitfulness. But the Israelites consistently rejected doing things God's way. They had their own way of doing things. This is why they were consistently frustrated with God. Because they had their own way of doing things and wanted God to fit into that. They were a generation of people that had grown up in slavery. That though they were physically free from Egypt, their minds were still bound in Egypt. Remember, the mind that is governed by the flesh is death. They were still bound to Egypt and they refused to change. They refused to repent. They refused to see things differently. Their hearts were always going astray. They would not follow God's way. They could not follow God's way. And the thing is, we are hardly any different. We are those that have accepted the forgiveness and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, but have rejected his leadership. We have rejected his leadership through his Holy Spirit. Our minds are still fundamentally bound to the world. And we have rejected the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The mind of Christ to be led by the Spirit of God. And this is the whole point of this series is the recognition of this, that how we are able to experience life and peace is by allowing ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit, for the mind governed by the Spirit is a life and peace. Life and peace. The Bible says to us in Proverbs 19 and verse 21, and this is where I want to be able to take us. Into, into this and, and just painting the context around understanding um, where I want us to be able to end this, this series. Is that it says in Proverbs 19 and verse 21 that many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. There are many times 
over the course of my life where people have come and asked me, Thimba, what's your five-year plan? What's your, what's your 10-year plan? I've had many times people speak to me about vision casting and that it is important to create a vision board for your life. And most times when you're told to come up with a 10-year plan or a vision board, it is to detail what it is that you want, to write down your plan, to write down what you want and begin to manifest those things. I found this description on the internet on what a vision board is where it says, a vision board is essentially a physical or digital manifestation of your goals. Vision boarding involves collecting images or objects that speak to the future you want to create and arranging them on a board for a tangible and aesthetically pleasing reminder of where you are heading. And so basically what it is is that it is a manifestation of your goals and speaks to the future you want to create. I have a friend who told me, of a vision board that they had of things they needed to achieve by a certain time. So they created that plan and prayed over it. And so basically, what they did is that they came up with a plan, presented it to God, and they were telling me how incredibly disappointed they were with God. Because many of the things that they had put in that plan had not come to pass. And I put it to you. That there are so many of us today who are incredibly disappointed in God because we have been deceived to believe that he is there to adhere to the plans that you have made. You have your goals and the future you want to create and are frustrated with God because things are not working out how you envisioned it in your board. The description I read on that vision board, basically what it does is that it focuses, focuses on self, the manifestation of your goals, the future you want to create. Paul in Galatians 5 contrasts the life of the mind led by the flesh and the mind led by the spirit. And he says in verse 19 that the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And then he says, and I, I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because to be led by the Holy Spirit is how we inherit the kingdom of God. This is how we are able to be able to do things God's way. It is by us being led by the Holy Spirit. But the acts of the flesh are obvious. And so those who live this way are not able to receive the benefits of doing things God's way. We want to receive, and for many of us, we want to receive the benefits, but without doing it God's way. Selfish ambition, as Paul writes, is an obvious manifestation of a mind governed by the flesh. But the thing is that in this world, we have been taught every single thing, everywhere you go, this is how we have been taught to live. This is how we have been taught to live our lives. That we are out of Egypt, but Egypt is still in us. Our minds are still governed by the world. And so, like it says, that rather than seeking the Lord's purpose, we instead invest ourselves in the vain pursuit of our plans. 
many other plans in a man's heart. But yet it says that it is the Lord's will that prevails. But instead, we ignore what prevails and instead focus on the many plans in our hearts. But the thing is this, the rest that God is inviting us into is one where, the, where through the leadership of his Holy Spirit, we enter into his rest. We enter, we have basically the ability to rest from our own works and submit ourselves to his plans, which leads us to life and peace. His plans lead us to life and peace. Where am I going with all this? Where am I going with all this? I want us to understand four things as we close this series. I want, I want us to close by understanding these four things as we're closing this series. I want number one for us to understand that vision comes from God. Vision comes from God. God shows us throughout scripture that vision comes from him. We were never designed to live our lives independent of God's vision and purpose for our lives. We see throughout scripture God imparting upon people vision. We see him calling Abraham and giving him a vision that he would be the father of many nations. We see him calling Moses and giving him a vision that he would deliver his people from slavery. We see him calling Gideon and giving him a vision that he is a mighty warrior that he would deliver his people from oppression. We see him calling Paul and giving him a vision that he would be Christ's chosen vessel to take the gospel to the Gentiles and to kings. And all these visions were beyond the imagination of any of these people. That if you told them to come up with a vision board, (laughs) I can assure you most of these guys, none of this stuff. For Abraham, how would he have been the father of many nations and yet he has no son? For Moses, for him, he's just like, may I have a speech impediment? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a murderer. How is it that I can be a deliverer? For Gideon, he was incredibly fearful. How would he be the one to, 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 to free people from oppression? For Paul, he was a persecutor of the church. How is he the one that would be the one to take Christ's message to both Gentiles and to kings? And so the thing is, is that we know of so many others as well. Where it wasn't because of their vision. But instead, the reason why we know of them, the reason why we, 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 we use them as examples is because they are examples of people that followed after the vision that God set for them. Jesus, our teacher, our leader, says this in John 6.38, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is what our lives are fundamentally about, that when we come to Christ, what we live at the foot of the cross is our plans, our ambitions. And what we take up is we take up his plans and his ambitions for us. Jesus tells us that our goal should be to seek his kingdom first and all these two things, all these things shall be added unto you. That our focus is him. That he is our focus. In Acts 3.36 it says, And I love this, that it says that now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. When David had served 
not his purpose in his own generation. It says, now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. This is the goal of our lives, not to serve our own purpose, but to be like David, to serve God's purpose in our generation. And here's the thing that we find throughout the, the scriptures, is that God loves to reveal his vision and purpose for us and for our lives. And all we need to do is ask. This is why we're doing this series, so that you are able to hear and discern God's vision for your life. It may not come at once, or it may reveal itself in pieces, but one thing scripture shows us is that God loves to, his, to impart his vision, his purpose upon us. And the thing is, is that in this mindset, the prayer here is that, Lord, I abandon my plans and my purposes and I submit myself to your purpose and your plan for my life because your plan leads to life and peace. I want to be like Jesus. I am here to do your will. Show me your will for my life and lead me to accomplish it. The second thing is this, is that God-given version vision or purpose is never self-centered. God's vision and purpose is never just about you. It is always a purpose that's about others. This is why in this time, post-Jesus, right, whatever it is that God will impart upon you will always be your way through which you will be involved in making disciples. Godly vision is always fundamentally about drawing people to Christ. That's the reason why so many people, and you come and you see a vision board, it's like, for the most part, it's always about what I want, me, me. But when you look at godly vision, it is always fundamentally about drawing people to Christ. In 2009, I remember during probably one of the worst years of my life, I remember being just jobless, uh, in a weird place, um, living on the sleeping on the floor of my sister's uh, apartment because it was too small I used to sleep on a little small mattress and i began to ask god what his purpose was for my life and basically what i was asking what is your vision for my life lord and the lord said to me and you probably see this in the caption of our instagram page where he says to me that i want you to inspire people towards greatness in christ jesus I want you to inspire people towards greatness in Christ Jesus. But here's the thing. What I did not know is that part of the ability of being able to inspire people towards greatness in Christ Jesus, Jesus would mean walking through many dark paths. So in a literal sense, I would inspire people. It would mean going through stages of being incredibly broke, enduring loss, experiencing grief, experiencing depression, experiencing many failures. And so that all through this, that God's enduring grace over my life would serve as an inspiration to others to pursue Christ. That my life would serve as an inspiration to others that God uplifts, that God gives life, that God heals, that God restores, that God blesses. And so the thing is that there are many times the vision has made sense for a lot of things that I go through. 
The vision makes so much sense. It's the thing that literally fuels a lot of the challenges that I will experience because I'm just like, man, I know that God is going to use this and turn it around to be a great testimony that will inspire others towards greatness in Christ Jesus. It's part of the reason why I'm seated here in the first place, that this is an expression of God's vision for my life, to be able to sit here and inspire others towards greatness in Christ. That is my call. My call is to inspire. My life is about inspiring people to follow Christ and achieve greatness through Him. The thing is, I have not encountered a vision, mission, or purpose that God gave that was not fundamentally about drawing people to Him. And so godly vision is really never self-centered. And the prayer here is, Lord, would you use me to draw people to you? Use me to draw people to you. That as in the first point, when you ask about the vision, that you would here also seek that this would be your mantra, your thing, that God use me to draw people to you. The third thing is that God's leading is about today. The thing about God's vision and purpose is that it releases us from the burden of tomorrow and frees us to live today. You know, the, what the world teaches us is to live with a burden of five years from now. Where will you be? Ten years from now. It pigeonholes you to the extent that you are unable to see opportunity when it comes. You know, one of my favorite verses is from Jeremiah 17, 5 to 7, where it says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The thing is, is that they that put so much faith in themselves cannot be led. Those so sold to their own vision have no room to be directed. Hebrews 3, 12 to 15, which says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. The thing is this, that when we submit to God's plan, what happens is that we open up ourselves to be led. The thing that is so incredible about the Holy Spirit is that his leading is daily. You know, I, I think I've mentioned this before many times. Anyone who watches this will, will, will know this. If you haven't, I apologize, this might fly above you. But ever since my Malindi experience, which I've spoken about before, I realized that the Holy Spirit is always showing us clues to follow. In fact, since then, the thing that I've kept saying is that I call it following the clues. Right? Follow the clues. Now, the thing is, is that we spoke about the different ways in which the Holy Spirit speaks to us. 
And that leading, I have found that, that leading isn't just about big decisions. It's literally little, small, insignificant things that God will reveal to you. That when you begin to follow through with those things, and it's in very simple, mundane things where God will show you something. And when you follow and you're constantly following the leading of the Holy Spirit and you attune yourself to his leading, what happens is that you end up in all these magical encounters that are mind-blowing. Most times you have no idea how all these things connect. But the reality is that because you are being led by him, all these things are always leading you in the direction of accomplishing your God-given purpose. So meaning that this is just about like my goals. Okay, these are the plans that I have to be able to achieve my five-year vision, my 10-year plan. No, this is basically where because of following after the leading of the Holy Spirit, where it says that the mind governed by the Holy Spirit is life and peace, where literally you are being led into what God has purposed for your life. And this is literally about following the clues. This is why the admonition here in Hebrews is today, if you hear his voice, today, today, it's not a five-year or ten-year burden. It's today. This is what it means to operate from rest, resting from your plans and allowing yourself to be led into his plans. And I'm telling you guys, man, I've been, oh my goodness, like I've been, so I think after Malindi, I, you know, I just decided, you know, let me, let me, let me follow this through with this, 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 this insight that God is follow the clues, follow the clues, just follow my leading, follow my leading. And I began to do that where literally where, as I mentioned to you in the different ways that God speaks to us, that if, when God would speak to me, I'd be like, okay, one clue, follow that clue. Another clue, follow this clue, that clue, another. And I'm telling you, I, you know, I kept wondering when, when will the, when will this, like, <laughs> I feel it almost feels like magic. When is it going to end? Because it almost felt like it's like you're literally now walking in the miraculous. Because I'm now no longer just sold to my own plans. They are plans, but it's just like, Lord, you can interrupt my plans anytime. Anytime. And I will follow you wherever it is that you lead. If you show me a clue, I'm following it. If you show me something there, I said the 10 different ways, if there's something in there, I'm following that. Like last week when I told you, and the week before when I said to you that there's someone who had been, uh, I was in a situation, been in a situation and praying about it, and God sends me a word and he says, listen, Thimba, you know, I'm working on this, right? That you, you, I've heard your cry. And for me, as soon as I heard that word, my prayers have changed. Now, all of a sudden, that I no longer go to God to pray for, a, for whatever it is in that situation. Now, I go with a heart of thanksgiving. Because he's already told me he's heard my cry. He's working on it. I'm like, bet. Next. What's next? What's next, Lord? Now that you've answered that prayer. I may not see the manifestation of the thing, but you've answered the prayer. Right? There are so many times where God on a daily basis will show you clues and he'll lead you in a certain direction. And you're just like, and as you're headed in that direction, he's literally leading you on the path of life and peace. My friends, let me tell you something. I've been telling people how there's just another peace. The mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. There's a peace that comes. 
when we allow ourselves to be governed by the Holy Spirit, when we allow ourselves to be led by Him, and that leadership, that leading is not about a five-year, ten-year objective. It is today. It is always about today. The Holy Spirit is always leading you to life and peace. He is always leading you into accomplishing what God has purposed for your life. And so what the prayer here is connected to Proverbs 3 from verse 5 to 6, that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the clues. He will direct you. He will show you which way to go every single time. And when we today follow the Holy Spirit and, and realize that, the, the, that God's vision, in as much as he shows us the vision, that vision is actualized today. Every single day, the Holy Spirit will show you clues. And as you follow through on those clues, it is leading you to life and peace. The fourth and final thing is that God's vision is for God's timing. The thing is that we are fundamentally impatient. Most times when God gives us a vision, we are ready to set out and to accomplish it, right? I, this is a very big problem that I have, where God will show me something that he'll reveal and he'll show, and immediately I'm just like, <laughs> I'm ready to go, right? And the thing is that sometimes if it takes too long, we become impatient and want to help God make it happen. When God has shown you something, he shows you something and immediately you're like, okay, let's go. But what we find in scripture is that there are times where God will show a vision, but its timing has not yet come. We see this in the story of Joseph, where he sees a vision, but the time for that vision to be actualized had not yet come. We see in the story of Moses, where you look at Moses and you realize that Moses already, inside of him, was a desire to deliver his people. And so in, in, he prematurely murders and has to run away. He prematurely murders and has to run away. And it's not until much later, until God has worked on him, that finally that vision is actualized for him to actually go and deliver the Israelites. We see this in Abraham, that after being promised a son, when it takes too long, he decided to instead have a son through another woman. He decided he was going to go and help God with his vision. And the thing is, for me as a go-getter, I always find myself in this mess <laughs> where God will show me something and I'm ready to go. I, I still remember, I think I've told this story so many times, where I, in, in 2019, that's the time when God speaks to me about this ministry. At that time, I didn't know what it was. He tells me, I want to start a church. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, so now in my head, I'm already now in action. Should we look for land? Should we look for it? I'm already here in terms of because I have my own way that I think this thing should be done. God has shown me the vision. I'm ready to bounce, right? But then the thing is, is that this thing wasn't to be actualized until over a year later. That's when the time came. And even when it happened, it wasn't even because I was like, it's time for me to accomplish the vision. No, it was just purely by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That then it began, and then it's only while doing it, I was like, Hiya, Kumbi, this is, that, this is part of that thing that God was talking about earlier. God's vision is about God's timing. 
God's vision is about God's timing. And the prayer here in this place, the prayer here in this place, when God reveals to you a vision, when he begins to, and you ask him for your purpose and his vision, the thing here is to ask, Lord, what next? What do you want me to do next? What is the thing that you'll have me do next? And this is where we revert now to point number three, to understand that every single thing that God is wanting us to do, the whole purpose of this series, the joy of this series, is to recognize that God is wanting to lead us today. Today. Like it says, today if you hear his voice, do not be like the Israelites and be so sold to your plan. The goal of this whole series is for you to understand and to live in the life and peace that the Holy Spirit gives to us today. And then when tomorrow comes, it will be for today. And then the next day, it will be for today. Today, if you hear his voice, pay attention, follow the clues follow the clues all in all the goal is this that our nourishment would come and would be similar to that of Jesus Christ where it says in John 4 34 that his nourishment is to do the will of him who sent him and to finish his work this is what ought to be our testimony that we are not being called into a rest where we come with our own plans and our strategy and our five-year vision board and whatever. What we are being called into is to a position where we are allowing ourselves to embark on the vision and purpose that God has for us and submitting ourselves to be led by His Holy Spirit. This is the goal of this series. And as we end this series, my prayer is that every single person who is hearing would find it in their hearts to come and first ask, Lord, what is it that you have me do? What is your vision and purpose for my life? What is your vision and purpose for my life? And the second thing is this, is that we then would submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit today and every single day. Follow the clues and be led by the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you are the God who leads us. You're the God who guides us. You're the God who speaks to us and shows us the way in which we ought to go. Father, we submit to your leadership. We declare that our plans have led us nowhere. And so we come and we say, Father, we submit to your plan, to your purpose, to your vision. May you reveal it to us. And every day, Father, attune my heart, attune my spirit to see, to identify you speaking to me every day that we may follow, that we may follow you and be led by you. For your path is life and peace. So we thank you, Father. I thank you for this series, Dad. 
I thank you so much. Thank you for blessing us with your word. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Listen, if this message blessed you, please be sure to share it with someone whom you love. Share it with a friend, a colleague, anyone. And then also, listen, support us. Support this ministry so that we can be able to make more dope content and be able to spread this message of the kingdom to as many people as possible. And then, make sure that you subscribe. Sawa, subscribe. Subscribe, wherever the button, subscribe, subscribe. God bless you guys.